And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello, everyone. It is the Weighing In Podcast with my man, Josh the Punk Thompson, and me. And we are here to talk about the happenings in the combat sports world. We had the UFC from London, and it was a fantastic card with a bunch of great fights. And I know the London fans were happy to have the UFC back, and they got a great show. There was a couple other things going on in the MMA world, along with a boxing match with the biggest guys that have ever faced off against each other. We'll even talk about that one a little bit. What's up, my man? Oh man, what's going on? I was I was uh went out with some friends last night. Didn't really tip it back too much. Had a couple, but then I didn't get home until late, so I feel like I did. Jeez. I was like if I woke up this morning, I felt like I run over by a truck. I was like, oh man, this is why this is why at this age you don't go out anymore past like midnight. It's ridiculous. John, we don't get done with our shows sometimes for Bellator until, you know, midnight. One, one o'clock? Yeah, 12, one o'clock. And then I'm like, by the time we actually get back to our rooms, get packed up, it's time for us to catch our car and get to the yep. to the airport so we can get back and film the show. But this weekend, that was not the case. I did it to myself No, you purposely. just did it all on your own. Way to go. <laughs> like a moron. <laughs> That's like a good. moron. So, but uh, hey, they definitely did have some good fights. We talked about this. Uh, on our midweek show, that this is one of those sneaky good cards that could definitely impress, and it, that's what they did. It did. The young talent from the beginning of the card all the way through, and the way that the, the matchups were stylistically matched up made for some fun, fun fights. And it didn't disappoint. No, it also made for a lot of winners from England. <laughs> <laughs> well, John. Hey! John! No, no, no. Let me think. That is what, Go ahead. The, at times... That is what the matchmaker is supposed to do. He's supposed to put on fights that are interesting, but in the end, they want they want those they, they want the Patty Pimlets coming out on top, and that's what they got, and good for them. Well, go ahead. I, I see where you're going with this. Look, you, oh, look at I, I take I, I nothing. Where, I take nothing from Patty. He's a good okay. fighter. Yes, he is. I take nothing yeah. from him. But let's be honest. On that entire card, he had the easiest fight, and he was on the main card. Because he's also he's also the biggest draw. That's that's why he, they see that he is a guy that can move the needle, and they want him to win, and they want to build him, and that's what their job is. That's why they're a great promotion. Well, okay, look, I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I'm going to play devil's advocate against our own promotion. We do the same thing, not just us. Absolutely. One does it. Uh, PFL does it. Every every you know, every mean, promotion when, does it. Even yeah, boxing. Yes, for sure, boxing. <laughs> um, for sure, boxing. For sure, boxing. <laughs> um. You know, we just I, I like what they're doing with Patty right now. They're not giving him too many guys. They they know that can run through him. He had a tough first fight. This fight could have potentially been a tougher fight had he made it be. He didn't. He he got him out of there. It was nice work. I, I was very impressed with all a lot of the UK fighters. They can't like I'm sorry, no matter what, to me, Molly McCann is my girl. That girl is my girl. She is my dog. I love her, man. I love her. We ran into her into the uh, in the Ireland show. And uh, and I was talking. We were talking about how I was like, man, she's not meatball anymore. She's she's slimmed she's down a little solid. bit. I knew this was a this was a big fight for her, 
and she, she came out and she came out impressed. I was so happy for her. Anyways, let's get in. Let's do, let's just jump right into the main card. But before we do that, let's go to WayneInPodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch. We got a new shirt out there, you guys. At the fans' request, hindsight is fifty fifty. The Joshisms are out there on the shirts now. We also have a new one dropping uh, on the midweek show. You guys will have to tune in and find out. Go to WayneInPodcast.com. There's no codes. There's no QR codes. There's none of that stuff. The pricing is what the pricing is because we made the pricing low enough for you guys just to pick one up so you guys can wear them anywhere you want. All right. Thank you guys for supporting us and continue to support us. We appreciate it. Let's jump right into the main event. You want to go main event first? You want to go bottom bottom up? Let's go main card and talk about it. Then we'll we'll go into the prelims. All right. Because the main card card from the bottom. Look, the main. Yeah. Main card from the bottom. You got to be impressed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, March Madness has officially begun, and guess what? They've got all your betting odds at mybookie.ag. And we had the UFC tonight fight night over in London. Absolute barn burner of a fight. It was amazing. And I got to tell you, there was plenty of fights for you guys to put down some money, make some money, and the same thing with March Madness. Been a couple upsets already. Iowa going down in the first round. Absolutely amazing. But go to mybookie.ag, use that promo code Wayne in. You could win a little extra spending cash. And if you use that QR code right there, they'll give you a little extra money for your first initial deposit. Okay, because of Big John and I using our using our promo code Wayne in. You guys hit that mybookie.ag, use that promo code Wayne in, use that QR code right there for your first initial deposit for a little extra spending cash. And hopefully you guys can make some money at mybookie.ag. I made the statement of and they kind of made it to where, you know, the guys from England won. The guy who had the toughest fight, if you were yeah. a hometowner, Jai Herbert, no doubt he had the toughest fight against Tapuria. And, man, he almost had him out. That head kick was fantastic. But it just kind of shows exactly what Tapuria is as a fighter. This dude's a junkyard dog, man. He is tough as hell. He will not stop. He will come back at you, and he will throw everything he has into it. And that knockout was solid. As soon as he got hit, because the body shot froze him. The the left hook, the body was beautifully done, and it froze him. And then there came the right, and it was lights out. What a turn of events. What a beautiful win. Tapuria, but I mean, Jai Herbert, you're a stud, dude, and, and they're putting you against killers. Yeah. You are a hell of a fighter. Stick with it, and uh, it's one of those you look and you go, I don't know what to say to you, but man, you were right there, and you were fighting your ass off, and it was that close to being a win for you, and you lost to a guy who's just a stud, dude. There's not, there's no shame in it. There's nothing to feel bad. You know, lick your wounds, get back at it, and come back strong. Yeah, I feel like with Herbert, man, out of everyone that got the toughest fight on the card, he got oh. the toughest fight. I almost felt like he maybe slept with Dana's side piece or something. He just, <laughs> no favors, man. He's not getting any favors, not for this no. card and from cards before. The kid can fight. Yeah, feel can. bad for him. He's a stud, and I hope he continues to come back. I hope he does come back, and they give him a couple a couple build-back fights. You know, yeah. like ones that are tough, but ones that he can. Yeah. But, look. I've been I've been kicked in the neck like Tapuria, and I didn't get up. This kid was he just I mean he went down, was able to scramble out, get back in. He's basically got himself back to where he needed to be. Huh? Okay, got his got the cobwebs out, and he just set the precedent. Okay, this is a new fight, new round, and that's really what it was. He came out in the second rounds. This is a whole new fight now. Okay, that first round's behind me. It's done. 
It's over. Okay, second round, new fight. I've got two more rounds to get this done. And he went out there with a game plan. You could tell right from the beginning. He's like, uh-uh, I'm going to push you around. Yep. Okay, and then that's exactly what he did. The first round was survival mode. Second round was, nope, I'm winning this thing. I'm taking it to him. And we, t I talked to you a little bit about the whole altercation between him and Patty. And I, I was wondering if that would have an effect. And when he got kicked in the head, I was like, oh, my gosh. This is not what you want right now. Because there's added pressure that you put on yourself when you start sure. getting into mixes during fight week with another fighter you're not even fighting. And so I'm thinking to myself, man, you you got kicked in the neck. Now you're, you must be thinking, gosh, there's so many other things going on. Just focus on the guy in front of me. Just focus on the fighter who's in front of me because he's dangerous. Yep. And uh, he did. And that body shot, I agree with you, the body shot froze him. And Herbert was like, did I just get hit to the body? And then that's why he finished up. Because he threw a three-punch combination in that mix. Yes, he did. He stepped in with the shot. Then he went to the body. And then came back over with the overhand right. I try to tell fighters, because especially the young fighters, in MMA, even if your first one doesn't land, throw the two. And if it lands, don't stop. Throw the three. Even if you don't think it's going to land, throw it. Because there's a good chance it's going to land. That one found the mark, and it was lights out. Oh. He, the kid's a stud. They are not going to match him up against Patty, though. <laughs> no, I'm, just, not, I'm just being not honest. Not for a while. Not for a while. Not that fight's while. not going to happen for a while. And that was he, um, like, he gave the call out, too. You know, he yeah. used to say, oh, I want that bitch. It's like, okay. The long-haired bitch. The yeah, long well, bitch, yeah. well, you know. He ain't, yeah. No, he ain't getting it. That, no, that's the one thing. I don't think nope. so. Not after that. If you wanted to get it, you should have looked really shitty. But again, <laughs> but again, that's a great win. A great yeah, way. And, and it does show exactly what you're talking about. This is where we talk about, hey, you can go out, you can lose that round. Let it put it behind you, fight IQ, come in, reestablish yourself, be who you are, and go out and perform the way you can. And that's not an easy thing to do. That's what a, a quality fighter or an experienced fighter does. And that's what he did. I, I give him credit, man. He looked great. I agree. Go ahead. And you, you the, can, the you can woman talk about who it. steals my heart every time. She's absolutely <laughs> amazing. Molly Meatball. The Meatball. Who can. we can't even call the it. Meatball anymore. We can't even call her the Meatball anymore, yeah. man. Um, she looked she looked great. Slowed down a little bit, you know, in that second round. You know, uh, after that you know, first round output. Come on. Yeah, yeah. After the first round output. Um, she just she slowed down a little bit in that second round. And uh, you know, and then the third round. She, she was having a little bit of a hard time in that clinch, the knees, the elbows, kind of things. But her wrestling was on point. Once she got the body locks and she started getting into the legs, she was able to get the big dumps. I, yep. I feel like what won her that second round, even though she slowed down that second round, was that big slam at the that, end. It was very nice. That was beautiful. Landed right on top of her head. That was yep. nice. Um, but nice work overall. I mean, like the spinning elbow, I can't say enough about it because when you hear fighters, like, and I was listening to Paul Felder, Paul Felder goes, Look, can you hear fighters say, oh, yeah, I work, I've been working that in training. I've been drilling it and drilling it. And everyone's like, yeah, whatever. But you could see her kind of fishing. There was that pause Multiple in the replay. Times. She froze for a second, and she looked, 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 and then she felt her move, and then she threw it. Beautifully set up. Her opponent had no idea it was coming, obviously, no. but she was out. <laughs> out cold. They showed the replay. Her eyes were still open, just glossed. Done. Yep. That's what I do to podcast Dave next time I see him. <laughs> Bam! Bam! <laughs> nah, that was, like, especially where that was at, for Molly McCann, that was, that's a shining moment. That's a oh. huge win. That is so big for her. That meant so much to her. You know, like you said, we talked to her in Dublin. She came up. She was always, she was her sunshine self, as, as always. Mm -hmm. And she talked about how ready she was for this fight. 
and she proved it, man. She went out yeah. there. She proved how ready she was. She put on a great performance and had a devastating knockout and uh, in dramatic fashion because you just don't see the spinning elbow knockouts that often. You see them, but they're, they're still a rarity, and that yeah. was beautifully executed. Well, I mean, she made a little bit of history tonight, too. She's the first UK fighter to ever be on the main card. Well, there you go. Well, no. She's the first female. No. First female. Okay, yeah, female. That's, okay. That's, that's, yeah, first female. Sorry. Dude, there was a that's guy what... named Michael Bisping. I just remember him. We, we don't count him anymore. He's, okay. He's, he's old. <laughs> no, no. He's, he's old. old, injured, oh, out. Yeah, how Fake nice, knees. though. John, see, I don't think about this, though, but I'm, like, thinking to myself, how nice could it? how nice is it for him to be, like, he's commentating over in the UK. He has, he has to, a reason to go. That's amazing. He has to feel so. Well, it, it's look, if you're going to be honest about this and people won't remember, you do. There was a guy named Ian Freeman. Yeah. That was the first real, you know, when you're talking about guys from England, he was the guy. He was the first one that actually started to, you know, have a name and fought some of the better people and had a big win against Frank Mir when his dad died and everything. Yeah. And, just a really good guy. Ian the Machine Freeman, just a great yep. guy. And there was, you know, a couple other guys there. But he was the kind of the, the guy they all looked up to. And then it was Bisping. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Based upon the Ultimate Fighter, you know, season three and what Bisping did and winning. And Mike had an incredible career. It really was. You know, everything yeah. he did. And, you know, people don't recall. It's so funny. You see Mike now and people really like Mike and everything. He was hated. <laughs> He was he, the heel. Oh my God, he was. Because was remember horrible. all the stuff he went on through the show with the uh, with Matt Hamill. Right? Oh, yeah. remember all oh, the yeah. drama of them That's training like, together. And yeah, he was like, because he thought you're an asshole. Tito was, yeah. you know, showing preference towards him. That pissed him off and everything. Yeah. And I, I, I would tell people all the time because they would say, "Oh, I fucking hate that Michael." I said, "Dude, he's a great guy. He's a really good guy, man. I'm just telling you, he's he's just a yeah. good guy." I said, "You know, he look. He doesn't care that you don't like. He just wants you to watch him. You know, that's really the way yeah. he's looking at it." And he's turned into people love him now. It's great. Yeah. People change throughout their career. They start seeing how, like, you know, they just change. Yep. As they get more success, they become assholes or they just become themselves. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and, and honestly, as he got actually, as he became more successful, he actually tempered it down. A little bit. And yeah. I, yeah. He tempered it down. And it, he wasn't that brash person that he was on the Ultimate Fighter show. But he also, I think he also understood, because he's a smart guy, he also understood on that show, it was about drama. Yeah. It wasn't about anything else. It was about drama. You know, people, sure, they liked the fights, but, he, you know, he got through it. He got he did the drama part of it, and he got into his career, and he has some good... What I, I look at him, and, and I'm not, and this is not a stick at him at all, I look at him and the way he, the way his mechanics are, the way his body is, the way his athleticism... He didn't have all the tools that Anderson Silva had. No. Or, the, you know what I mean? Like, he was not that athletic person. The, the simple well, fact that he didn't have the Luke Rockhold athleticism. He's athletic. Sorry, but he was just at, he, he, he had his thing. One of the things, that, you know, he was very similar to you. I'm just being honest. Yeah. In my opinion, he had great cardio. He could mm -hmm. push a fight. He didn't have that one-punch knockout power. He just didn't have it. No. But he had volume, and he would come after you, and he would just put a pace and pressure on you that would would break you eventually and that's look at that's not the easy way to get into a fight career no. it's really not and it's you know when you've got the power that you can put someone out with one shot that that's when it's easy because it's like well, i can end this real fast 
You know, when you know every time that, you know, hey, I, I'm going to have to endure some to get through this guy. That's not easy. And it, no, you know, I lived had, my career that way. Oh, no, exactly I know. how my career went. You know, and he had, you, you had, had to get through one, the first round. He had one shot at the title. One. And he, he made the most of it, you know, and uh, yeah. that was off of what? He, I think he had like a, I want to say like 12 days notice or something like that. Yeah, it was all long. he had. It wasn't long. So yeah. against somebody that had already beat him. Yeah, that's yep. the other thing. He's like, ah, f- fuck it, throw caution in the wind. Yeah, but you know, and Rock, I think it took all the pressure off him because it was. It what did. do I got to lose? Yeah, it did. It did. It, look, it, Rock was my boy. You know, I got yeah. a lot of love for him. That type of thing. But he, Biz being in that situation stepped up. Now to go back to he, like you said, it's not easy to build your career off of the type of fighter he had to be because mm-hmm. I was kind of like similar. We yes, didn't have very. knockout power. We're, we're well-rounded, but we weren't great in every one area. You know, sure, we had good stand-up. But in terms of with him, he good stand-up, not a lot of power, not great wrestling, but good enough wrestling to get it done. Yep. Decent submission stuff. But, you know, even tonight, he's like, yeah, I could tell you and explain to you, but I just, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> you know, like there was the, the figure four around the body. There was a moment he goes, he goes, yeah, I just don't know how I would explain it to somebody at home. It's, you know, so he knows how to do it. He yeah. just not really able to explain it. Just not you know. going to teach it. <laughs> no, and so, um, but I, I got to be like tonight. It just made me really. When I was listening to him, I'm thinking to myself, "You had a good career. You had a, I think you had a great career. You had a great career." And then his he seized moments and opportunities that he needed to to mm-hmm. become successful. Beating Rockhold, then he defended it against what? Um, Dan Dan uh, Henderson. Hendo yeah. against Dan Henderson, and then did he fight GSP next? Yep. Yeah, then he fought GSP. Yeah, because so he had, I, you, my, if you remember, remember, he had Yoel Romero coming. I'll see you soon, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he sidestepped that one. That was smart. No, he's like, no, no you <laughs> won't see me anytime soon, boy. I don't need that. <laughs> so, no, but my my thing is, is that with him, right, he he made the best out of it. Now now he's there in in the UK commentary. And he's the one that and helped you, build, the, build yes. MMA in the UK. He had to and feel I great. Just, and, I look at it and I'm like, I'm like, man, I, I'm watching him on TV. I'm like, that's pretty awesome. It is. You know, I mean, as much as, as much as people want to, and I think people are, you were like, oh, you guys don't like Bisman. And he said some things about our show. We've said things back and forth ah, about him joking. and his old, his old show. But to, to be honest, like, this is how we really feel about him. We like him. Yeah. You know, I've, I trained with him a little bit at Hunt, in, in Huntington Beach one time. He seemed really nice. And that was during, right after the, the Ultimate Fighter. He seemed nice. He was a hard worker. You know, and that's why when worker. you're getting together with people you're training, that's all you want. You want to be around people that are hard workers. Yep. So, all right. Well, anyways, we went off on a tangent. Yes, on we his big did. Thing. Let's get into Gunnar but. Nelson against Mr. Mm-hmm. Takashi Soto. Mm-hmm. Ah, I mean, just, just was his exactly timing. What... His timing on the takedowns were, was great. His control, he's great. Um, you know, I, I would have liked to see him on, try the to... takedowns came easier. The control yeah. seemed easier, longer. Just and he was he's been away for what since twenty nineteen? Long time. Yeah, long he's been time. away for a while. You yeah. know, he said I guess I was listening to them say that he was dealing with some rib injuries and those are the worst because when you think they're healed, they're not healed. You start back training and it happens again, Boink. sets you back another eight to ten weeks. It just takes a long time. Ribs are the worst, man. They are the absolute worst. I had I had two fractured ribs in the Pat Healy fight. And uh and for 12 weeks I couldn't do anything because every time I would twist anytime you breathe it just keeps him from healing so you just got to be very yeah, never been there don't ass. don't know anything about that <laughs> yeah you got to give that that oak tree some credit buddy oh that oak tree fucked me <laughs> up dude <laughs> uh overall though great performance for his time away and him coming back yeah stylistically it was a good matchup for him 
And uh, it, he did exactly what he had to do. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more pressure. Like uh, I was hearing them say, like when you have that figure four, either go belly down, have, either oh, push them to can. belly down, you can, you know, or unlock the feet and go belly down on them and then open them up really and stretch them out and land some shots to get them out of there. Because I always look at these fights where you the guy's controlling it so much that you're leaving your fighter in the fight. And in that third round, anything can happen. You know, and you're letting it, you're carrying them pretty much for the rest of the fight. Try I'll, to get them out of there. I'll agree with you in one way. Anytime you're not getting getting them out of there, you're le giving them a chance because, look, at, if there's one thing Sato has, it's power. He's got mm -hmm. good punching power, and he can hurt you with one shot, and he can end the fight. But at least what I saw out of Gunner was he was always trying to put shots on Sato. When he took the back... True. You know, he's bringing the hand over, hammer fist, bringing straight shots in. He was trying to bring them up and down into his face. He was always trying to do things that would cause Sato a problem, would damage him, would bother him. And so that's all I can expect. I can't expect you to always get that submission. I no, can't sir. expect you to do, you know, to end the fight. But I do expect you to work hard at making life miserable for your opponent when you have those positions. And that's what he was doing. Yeah, I agree. And also, too, with the time away, just understanding the fight pace of a real fight versus just in training, you yeah. know, and then being in there and going, look, just get my rounds in, get my time back in here, and then get ready to, for my next fight. That kind of mentality starts to set in probably around halfway through round two, yeah. maybe the early takedown in round three. You're like, okay, look, I can control this for the whole five minutes and just get out of here Yep. with my with my win money. Uh, next fight. Go ahead and talk. Daddy. To you. Talk. Go ahead. Talk all you want. <laughs> That's your that's your guy. No, 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 John. No, he's, let, look, let, he's a good I fighter. Let, I want to let you start off with the negative Nancy. You go it's right. It's not ahead. the negative Nancy. I understand go why ahead. they put him against someone like Rodrigo Vargas, an older fighter. Not he's got a good record, even though he hasn't really fought that many, you know, quality opponents. You're, he's, you you're know, a Patty hater. You're I'm a not a Patty hater. hater. I just <laughs> love I love when you have a guy like Patty. Who talks the way he does? Who has that yeah. game? Who's look? He's he's. I don't want to say flamboyant. He is boisterous. He's out there. He's gonna push the envelope. And if you want to talk about how great you are, I want to see you against other great fighters so you prove it. That's that's all. Now, I totally understand why the UFC put him in the in the fight that they did. It is their job to create that momentum that when the needle is pushed over to that limit and they can make a pay-per-view around him, they're going to, and they're going to make money good for them. I just want to see him against better competition. I've seen him against better competition in cage warriors than I'm seeing him in competition in the UFC. Tell me, tell me I'm lying. John, you're, you're not lying, but okay. But. The bright lights, the big stage, all those things have an effect on young fighters. True. They're doing what they need to do to build a young star. I agree okay? with you. The other I'm thing, not saying you're wrong, but you're wrong. He's a good fighter. He's a good fighter. He's a good fighter. But where I think he lacks right now is that we got to let him get used to settling in in this big stage. He's getting hit too much. Yeah. He, you know, in his first fight, he got hit, cracked quite yep. a bit. Yep. And then in this fight, he got clipped also right off the bat. He's, his defense is not there yet. Slow play him. He's 27 years old, I think. 26, 27. I think he's 27. You got time. I don't think he's going to even get up into that that conversation for a title or like in, into the top five or anything like that. Probably until another two years. 
they're going to slow play the shit out of this. They need to because he needs to get a little bit better defensively. He's a good fighter. He's tough. But I saw a little bit tonight, too, that his ground game is good, but it's not as good as people are talking about. Yeah. I think he's got a lot of talent. I think he's he's I think he's kind of big for the weight, to be honest. He looks kind of big for the weight. So I just I I think he is the future as far as the UK market absolutely is. But and, and Danny even brought that up when he was talking with Laura Senko later after the fights. He's like, Look, we did the we did the face off for the weigh-ins for the main event. It got like two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty thousand views. We did his face off. He's like, I posted a picture of that. It did one and a half million views. That lets you know already that he moves the needle. People want to know what he's doing. And I and I love it. There's a lot of hype around him. I think I love it, the baddie. That's great. And then also, too, you got he obviously is a good kid. He has the support of all the other UK fighters that are there. Like, you know, like, like with Molly singing the song at the end, right? She she just got her win and now she's pumping her friend. I can't be mad at that. And then so it must show that he has some marketability because even people that are in the same game. This game I've been around for the longest time. Even people I train with, they don't give you love. You know what I mean? And it's like they, <laughs> no one I've gives seen them you not love. Give love to, they not have just to put me, up but with I'm you. saying other people. I know, but no, I'm just saying. And not I know what people. that's like. It's not easy. Yes, you do. Ask Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm just. I'm not even just talking about me. I mean, I have. We have people that train that don't. They never gave any love to anybody else that was UFC champions. I'm like, yeah. what are you guys doing? They're like, ah, they they just diss they diss what it is, and I'm like. The fact that I see people that he's trained with or people from his area, you know, pumping him and not just talking bad about him or trying to bring him down, that lets you know that he's a good kid. Yep, I agree. So they have a future with him. I think he's, they do have a big future with him. And uh, I'm, I'm, pumped to, I'm pumped to see exactly where he goes. Are they going to slow play this? I think at least two more fights like he had tonight is what you're going to see. And then maybe a step up in, but stylistically has to make sense for him. I think is what they're going to do too. Yeah. So, but hey. I think you're right. on the right path. It is. Make but, that money, young man. Make that money. But if you want to talk about local talent that is good, and we talked about it, we brought it up, we said this kid is a monster, Arnold Allen, Jeez. man. Look, Dan Hooker was shredded. He looked good, but I don't know that that weight cut was a good thing for him because when he did – now, look, he never really went – you know, when I would say he didn't go down, kind of did, but he got rocked. And he got hurt, and he, he he took some huge shots, and Arnold Allen was going after him. Almost, it almost looked like he got hit with something. He slipped, you know, going after him too hard, throwing shots. But man, he just he, he basically ran over Dan Hooker, who is we know is a tough, good fighter, and uh, just showed the level that he is at in the featherweight division. He is someone that they gotta. You got a guy there, man. You know, I'm just going to say it straight out. You got the Korean zombie going to be fighting Volkanovsky. Okay, that's a good fight. I have no problem with it at all, and I, and I love the Korean zombie, and uh, I, I'm not sure that's a good fight for him, but I, he wants his chance, so that's good. But there's a guy. Right. <laughs> you know it's what I'm saying. I know. I, well, I'm not saying, but, you know, Arnold Allen, that would be a fun fight between him <laughs> and Volkanovsky. The, the guy's good. Yeah. Um, I think that Hooker is wasting his time at 45. Yeah. He needs to go to 55. He needs to stay there. And if not stay there, maybe even go up to 70. Because what I saw tonight, John, was the speed. The speed killed him. 
Yes. He was getting hit with two punches before he even started to defend himself. Yep. And that had nothing to do with the weight cut. That had to do with the fact that he's just not fast enough for those guys. You know, and that's the we've we've talked about this with with my dear friend Frankie Edgars. And it's like when you go down, those guys are going to be faster. faster. And as you get older, that makes it more difficult. If yep. anything, go up where they're slower and they tend to slow down as the fight goes on. Whereas you going up, you probably have a little bit better cardio to be able to push them. Maybe you're smaller in size. I think he needs to go to 55. And I thought, I don't think he, he's not a bad fit for 55. He's big, like six foot, six, one, somewhere six around foot. there. Yeah. So him maybe even going to 70 as he starts to get a little bit older is probably a good idea. So I don't, I don't understand why he would go down. People were faster, and he showed tonight that he can't handle the speed. He was getting hit with two and three punches before he was even on the start, and then he had no answer. There was no chance of wrestling and takedown. No. He didn't even think about it. And so, yeah, at a certain point, he couldn't think about it. Yeah, that's true. Let's be honest. I, I like, I, like I told you, he's Dan running Hooker's into that realm. And Hooker, yeah, I love Hooker. I want to see him continue to fight in the UFC. I just, I think John, he's looking at, like we, I said this on the midweek show, he's starting to fall into that Cowboy Cerrone, kind of like, just call me whenever you need me and I'll just step up and fight. But you got to get some wins in there. Cowboy, he won some of those, those barn burners, you know, some of those last minute calls. He won those. That's what made him popular. Right now, they need to do something to build his confidence back up because he's not look. he's, I, he, I didn't see a fighter tonight that was confident in what he, in what he was doing. Well, I don't think there was enough time for him to get confident. No. I'm just being honest. Based upon how fast that happened, he got hurt, you know, within the first 30 seconds. Yeah, but John, the confidence is already ruined when you start changing weight classes. That's like changing camps. Yeah. That's like saying, hey, this is my last ditch effort to go to 45. That's your confidence telling you like, oh, I can do better here. No, no, no. Make some adjustments in the weight class you're in. You can do it. Yeah, but I, I, I want you to I, think about this. The weight cuts are going to be an issue too later on. Think, think about his fights. He lost to Dustin Poirier. Mm -hmm. Okay, he lost to Islam Makachev. <sighs> he lost Chandler. to Michael Chandler, and now he lost to Arnold Allen. Okay, those are the, what I, I, he did have the one win against uh, Hasparat uh, yeah. in the middle there. But I mean, again, think of those names. He's only no, losing to guys yeah. that are studs. I mean, it, it's tough. Like you said. Maybe back it off a little bit for him, almost like the Hasparat fight. Because mm -hmm. as soon as he got the win against Hasparat, he quickly, as you said, Cowboy Cerrone like, took mm -hmm. the Makachev fight. And you're going, dude, what are you thinking? No. I mean, not, not, well, and it's not that I understand what he's thinking, but you, you got to look and you got to say, man, to fight that guy, you got to really have an idea of what you're getting into and the game plan that you need to be successful against him. And that takes time to implement. That's not something yeah. you just jump right into. Yeah, so, you need a full camp. You need yeah. maybe even longer than a full camp to really wrap yeah. your head around the fact that you're going to fight someone that's a completely different style than Hasbrot was. Yeah. You know, someone who is just, and he never gave himself that opportunity. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of different ways of looking at it. Maybe the, the lack of, you know, not being able to wrap your head around it was, takes all the nerves off and just went out there and did it. But the problem is now you got a loss and you got another loss now to RR. Going down to 45 to me was a big mistake. The speed was a difference. And I saw that right off the first like two, three punch combinations. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is not your weight class, buddy. Like that you just, and they're going to get, and as you get closer to that top three, top five, they're going to get faster. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. So it's, you're going to, 
it, it's the sport man you know and everyone yeah. I, it, it, every time we see someone going down and i say every time but i'm gonna say at least 80 percent of the time it's not successful Mm-mm. and as they go up they, they tend to do better and I, and I keep trying to tell people all that look at strength yes in the first minute and a half first two minutes of the fight the strength will be something you're going to have to deal with something you are gonna have to consider but it it does dissipate and it evens itself out and it's like the speed speed doesn't yeah. dissipate unless the guy gets exhausted and mm-hmm. it's hard to deal with so we'll see we'll see what he does yep. Yeah. Good luck to him. I, I will say this. I got nothing but respect for the guy. He is a yeah, tough absolutely. son of a bitch. He's a hell of a fighter. He got nothing but heart. And he had heart in that fight because he, he not once did you ever see a guy turning away, you know, trying to get out of there. He was trying to stick in that fight for the entire thing. So, Well, you got to remember, during the COVID time, he was pretty. He was trying to stay active. And if you yeah. guys recall, oh, yeah, he, he was, had to spend 50-something days 56. in lockup. Yeah, to go back days to, away to from go his back family. to that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know I mean, that's I mean, can you imagine being in a hotel room for that long? No. John. No, <laughs> when no I'm way. in it for five days, it's enough. Get yeah. Me out. So. yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the main event. Main event. Tom Aspinall versus Volkov. <sighs> Here's look at this is what it came He's, down to. Tom Aspinall. <clears throat> if we talk about game plans, <clears throat> if you guys go back and watch that fight. Watch what Tom Aspinall does because he immediately takes away one of Volkov's favorite weapons. All right, and now we want to talk about one of our favorite products that we are able to endorse. Luckily, we believe in this product. We believe everything that they stand for because we believe in you being a healthy individual if you are a smoker or you are a vapor. Get off of that crap. It's bad for you. I want you to think of fume. F-U-M, fume is the thing for you. This inhaler right here will take away that bad smoking or vaping habit that you have, and it will replace it with this natural element that will make you a healthier person. All you do is put an essential oil core in this beautiful prominent that you will get, and you can use this on a plane, on a train, in your car, with your kids. It doesn't matter, and you will not have that nasty, smoky horrible aroma you will have incredible flavors like invigorate bubbly lime lemon cherry peppermint which is my favorite conquer black pepper whatever you want there's all kinds of flavors for you to try you will find the one that you enjoy and this can be the replacement of an unhealthy life with a very healthy one please we want you to go to fume that is www.fume.com Breathe fume and fume is F U M slash weighing in. Go to that. Use the promo code of weighing in and you will get 10% off of your purchase. You can get all the cores that you want. Try the different flavors and start your life on a healthy note with fume. One of the best products out there to make you be healthier tomorrow because he steps into the range of a boxing range and takes away that front teep kick that Volkov uses as a jab so well, and he maintained that boxing range. He pressured Volkov and stayed tight, saying, you want to throw hands? Let's throw hands. He's the faster guy. He's got good head movement, brought his head off the center line, and he took away one of Volkov's favorite tools, one of his best weapons, from the get-go, and you could see it made Volkov uncomfortable, and right away, as soon as Volkov made a move, 
change levels, boom, takes him down and makes him realize right away, I can put you on your back when I want. Let's him get back up. Boom, take down again. And right from there, straight arm lock. I think Ariel Hawani called it a Kimura. <laughs> but it is a straight arm lock. And, it, it, and look, a straight arm lock, I will tell you this. A lot of people are like, oh, I can't believe he tapped from that. I'm like, are you fucking high? I have seen more yeah. arms pop from a straight arm lock that Tom Aspinall put on Alexander Volkov than any other type of arm bar there is. Okay, I've seen him. I've seen him pop both ways. Way more, at least three to five times as many times pop wow. off of that straight arm lock, especially with big guys. Because when a big guy has the power, they, sometimes smaller guys don't have enough power to get enough to where they can put that on. Big guys have the power; they can crank that thing and pop it. That was a nice <clears throat> submission. Tom Aspinall moving up, and I loved his. I loved his call out of Ty Tuivasa. Hmm, I love that. Yeah, we drink beer over here too. So. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Um, I look at this fight, and I kind of looked at the same thing with the Hooker fight. You have Volkov, who reminds me a little bit of Hooker. He's tall, long, lanky. Doesn't fight like Hooker, but I'm saying that just the speed was a factor. Aspinall was the faster fighter. By he got far. in and got out before he could react. And every time he threw, every time Volkov threw a long jab, okay, he was able to slip it counter off of it and then get into the takedown or just move out of the way and so he it reminded me of the hooker fight when Arnold Allen just started touching with the hands and the speed he's like hey this is a lot and even Arnold Allen said in his own in his interview he's slower than me Aspinall as soon as that fight started going in the feet I was like oh wow you're a lot faster a lot. you're not just a little bit faster no, you're a, a lot. lot faster yeah and he was so much lighter on his feet people were like oh you know he's gonna have a hard time with Cyril gone on the feet he may have a little bit of a hard time, but I mean, he looked really good tonight. He looked good on the feet. He looked good on the ground. Stand up is him, getting better and better. Stand up is getting fight. better. They're gonna slow play this a little bit, I think. You know, maybe one more kind of. I you don't know. know he's gonna range. go against Tuivasa. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey. If he gets a takedown on Tuivasa, Tuivasa's in trouble. Yeah. So I think stylistically, that was a good, great call out for sure. him because he can he can stand a little bit with him, yep. but only into the takedown. Yep. You know. Um. And as that fight goes on, Tom Aspinall will will have the conditioning to carry it. It's stronger that, yep. that Tuivasa cannot. So he'll get stronger as Tuivasa doesn't. So, but it, it should be a fun fight if they if they do Good make one. that fight. We will see. But overall, look, I've been saying this since I, we I first saw Tom Aspinall walk into the cage. This, even though he looked like Frank Mir, I said, hey, this kid. He has something about him that just the confidence. I saw him bouncing around, smiling tonight. He was out there having fun. Yep. Those are the people you all should be afraid to fight. There you go. They're the ones. Like, when you look back in the history of guys, when they're having fun, Anderson Silva, when Cody Garbrandt fought Dom, he's out there having fun. Those guys are relentless. When I fought Gilmore Lennon the first time, I'm out there smiling and laughing. There's just something about that relaxation that you can't mimic in the gym. You've got to be, you've got to bring that to the cage. Yep. When you fight angry and mad and try to use all your strength is when you get tired when things don't go right when you leave yourself you're too stiff you're telegraphing things he was flowing tonight he was flowing tonight very smooth like a nice little river it was amazing to watch i was like yeah this is nice this is good this is the kid that i think is going to make that run beautiful work tom flows like a river aspinall yeah, i got it now <laughs> like a little river good stuff good good stuff. win that was a big win for him and, and he deserved it I mean, he's he's really looking good 
All right, let's get down into the uh, prelims a little bit. Let's I was wondering why do that. that. That didn't take that long. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, you're good, man. Uh, okay, so in all fairness, I missed the first uh, two. I was. I did uh, not. I know you did. I actually was working. Um, so was I. <laughs> you were not. I was. You wouldn't uh, believe what I was doing all day. So how did the first two go? Someone was telling me that the that the uh, McKenna fight should never have been a split decision, or someone gave McKenna thirty twenty seven. No, you couldn't have given her a thirty twenty seven. It was that, it exactly was a, that's what. It was. Dave, a can you try to pull up the fight cards? Or the, fight. the no, someone said that they gave McKenna a thirty twenty seven. Did they? Yeah, there was like a bunch of tweets about it. People I thought asking it was. Me. I thought it was twenty nine twenty. It, it might have been twenty nine twenty eight. Two to two ways for Reed, and then one. Yeah. Thirty twenty seven. Let's see. Go. Right now. Does it have it on uh, there? McKenna. It there it is. McKenna. Right. This one. Yeah. Yep, thirty twenty seven. Yeah, there you go. Derek nice Cleary head. with a thirty twenty seven. Yeah, I, I didn't think that she won all those runs either, but it was the fight was it was a good fight. She was looking for the takedowns and stuff, but even when she took Reed down, she uh, she wasn't able to do much with it. Reed was pretty effective from her guard. She was landing more of the shots. McKenna would land some. Then, you know, Reed would get back up and on the feet. Reed was actually the better fighter. McKenna was turning her head a lot in it. I agreed with the uh, Elise Reed winning 29-28. I thought that was the right score. But Mm -hmm. it was a good fight. It was not the fight that Mokaev versus Durden was. Look at Mohamed Mokaev came out. He landed a knee that was solid as hell that hurt Durden. And then he jumped on that neck and he got... A beautiful win. And this is talking a lot, you know, before the fight, going after, saying he wanted Cody Durden. He wanted to, you know, show him. He showed him. He looked good in it. It was a big-time knee and a big-time choke. And you couldn't ask for a better UFC debut as far as how fast he did it, how efficient he looked. He looked really good. A little slow when he started, which totally understandable since this first fight there and you know doesn't want to make a mistake but big big win i will say that the jack shore versus to valley of great fight and i absolutely i was not not i knew jack shore was a good fighter i knew that i didn't know he was as gritty as what he showed in this fight that, that guy's going to be someone to, to reckon with. He is someone that people are going to have to deal with for a long time. This kid is a fighter. Because They were both in that third round. John was standing toe-to-toe and just throwing down. Bang and I was like, oh, my gosh. There was moments where they were wobbly on their feet as the punches were coming out, just caveman style, like no technique, just standing and banging. I, I just I loved that fight. I loved it. I well, was like, Va- I was I'll tell you what. You. There was that one. Sure, rocked Valley of. Yeah, I want to. Was it the second round? I mean, he had him hurt bad, and I, man, Valiev comes back, and I go, God damn it, that dude just tough as hell. And then Shore had his moments where you could tell he was getting hit, just bit down on the mouthpiece, started throwing back. You go, you want to fight of the night? It did go into a decision, but God damn, you got to give it to both guys. No, that's the kind. I, I don't want anyone to lose because both guys just gave it everything in that fight. They they fought their asses off. Beautiful win by Jack Shore. 
don't you think fight of the nights have to kind of go to the decision if it's no. going to be a barn burner well, of a yeah, fight? You know, yeah, on. in a way, not performance of the night, but fight of the night. I can, yeah, in a way, or it can. I feel like it, it needs to go, go like to, to yeah to the go into the second third or third round. round yeah. Like that. You know, I mean, can you imagine if like say the Joanna and Wei Li fight would have finished in the fourth? I feel like I got robbed that whole fifth round. No, because I mean, that like means Joanna, if it was on the scorecards, probably would have won. No, would have won. Kidding. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, but it was that uh, was a great fight. Um the great but no, this was actually this was a great fight as well. It was. Um and then so then you like that I like that fight. There was another fight you liked a little bit more, but before we get into that was Paul Craig Krylov. <sighs> Can Paul Craig just use a little bit of defense on the ground? Please <laughs> stop blocking the punches. He almost your face, looks buddy. like he's getting put out. He, I thought he was knocked out. I thought he was like uh I, I thought his eyes were glossed over. He didn't realize what he was. I mean All right. He didn't hey, even think about bringing his hands to block on. his face. Have what you, you ever have you watched like those those ocean specials where they've got those? I mean, they've got the, those creatures that sit there in the rocks and they wait. That's Paul Craig because that's what he was doing. Krylov thought he had him. He just keeps on picking, it and Craig's just waiting on just attacks with that triangle. Does, do the creatures in the rocks, do they ever get punched in the face or kicked or shot at or anything? Maybe that's sometimes. exactly what was happening tonight. <laughs> he, he was just taking him on the chin. I'm thinking to myself, what are you doing? Like, he didn't even think about bringing his hands up. He was like, his there hands were down here times, by yeah. Karloff's ankles. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, he's looking, Josh, he's looking for sweeps. Spice. He's looking reversals. And I'll tell you what. I love, I, I'll watch Paul Creek. That, look at the one thing I want to say is, the way, because you know he tried for a, he tried for a triangle before that, and you saw Krylov push the leg over, and so you know you knew Krylov was looking for it. He was mm-hmm. definitely attentive to it, but when Paul Craig locked that thing up and as fast and as deep as he locked it up, and already had the elbow crossed mm-hmm. over, the arm was in position, and then he's got the squeeze. I just looked and I was like, that's beautiful. That yeah. was just absolutely fantastic. The way he did that after taking some of the shots that he did, I loved that fight. I thought that Paul Craig was just fantastic in it. He is becoming one of my favorite fighters to watch, and I hate to say that because of Podcast okay. Dave. Hey. <laughs> yeah. just Josh kidding, just doesn't understand this. Just Scottish kidding, spirit. brother. I love Paul Craig, man. I love him. I, I, I like his ability to do what he did. What he did in that attack on the triangle, people, if you guys at home and some of you guys that don't train, some of you guys do train, it's the way he explodes his hips forward into the triangle. Yep. He elevates the hips and attacks the triangle. Whereas some people just lift their legs and try to capture Tries, you with They just try with to cross it over legs, on the back. And they just try to cross over and they try to pull you in. Yeah. No, no, no. He brings his hips to them, almost yep. like hits them in the in, in the face with his dick. Yep. And yeah. then throws the leg it's over the back. It's almost a dick a, punch. Yeah, it is almost a dick punch. Yeah. And then he throws the leg over the shoulder, over the over the back of the neck, and then one leg goes over, boom, and locks it in right away. Yep. He, and then he just seals his hips back in. So he pulls his heels to his butt, and that brings him in closer so he can start to lock it down. It was beautifully done. Oh, yeah. Very. It was done so fast. So too. fast. And that, that has to do with him exploding his hips into them. Yep. And um, I just don't like how he doesn't block his face <laughs> from getting punched. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, man, what are you doing? I, there was moments there where I thought he was knocked out. Oh. And uh, yeah, and I'm like, God, this is not, 
you're this is not how you win fights, but he apparently this is how he wins fights. This is how he channeled he, he, he channeled a little bit of his inner William Wallace and was like, you know, yeah. never gonna give up and just keep fighting to the death. I mean, that's great stuff, man. Great stuff. <laughs> Pavlovich is gonna be a problem for the heavyweight division. Sergey is good. He's early solid. Stoppage. He's got eh, a little bit of early maybe a little bit, but look, the fight was not going to change. He was he was just well, you don't know that. No, it was not going <laughs> to change. You, it John, was you, not going to change. You have a magic crystal ball. Are you, you, are you okay? Do you have a magic crystal ball that you just you, you're going to lie? What do you mean? That doesn't make any he sense. He was John. lighting Shamel up. <laughs> he, was. he was destroying him. He didn't get touched. Krylov was lighting up Paul Craig. <laughs> what do you want to say? Uh, uh, like, yeah, I'm just telling you. I, I, I thought it was a little early stoppage, but I do might, think I do uh, agree with you that the fight wasn't going to change. No, it wasn't going to change. Like, Pavlovich is good. The guy, he's yeah. got, he's solid. He's strong. He's in shape. He looked good. I, I want to see them really put him against somebody. Uh, that's going to test him next time if they can put him against another big punch or something like that. Although I know that Shlomil has had you know some knockouts. He looks good, but big win by Pavlovich. But Amir, Connie, man, I was he's good. Dude, when he when he go, he, he's looking for that, and Grundy is sitting there, and all of a sudden he switches his arms and go, dude, he's he's going for an anaconda. You got to move. You got to don't let him get the leg. Don't let him no. get the leg. Yo, let him get the leg. Oh, you're fucked. <laughs> it's really, that was the fight. I can fight. see John at home yelling at his I was. TV. I was don't, like, don't, don't, don't let him, let him get the leg. Don't. Move. Don't let him get the leg. Oh, man. Didn't I listen. Can see that. <laughs> oh, he's talented, man. He's good. He Amir is. Connie is good. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it, it was just beautifully executed. It was nicely put on, and the way he stepped over the leg and just kind of sunk him in. It was next to the fence, also, so there was not really much room for him to not, try but, to escape. And, and he held out. on. He held on to that, and, you know, just the, held on to his arms. Nice. He wasn't. He wasn't squeezing in the beginning, and he waited, and he waited. Just held the position, and and finally, when he could suck that leg in, all of a sudden there was your squeeze, and you knew, oh, he's in trouble. Yep. But it happens. Ah. Oh. Well, like we said, guys, this card, it definitely did not disappoint. It had sneaky good uh, fights on it. Not only that, but then the names that were actually on the card, they delivered. Yep. Molly McCann, Paul Craig, Amir Khani, you know. Um, Tapuria. Tapuria. They, they all delivered. All of them, Arnold Allen. I mean, I oh. expect a little bit more out of Hooker, but I like I said, he needs to go back up and wait. I think the speed's going to be a huge factor for him at 45. You think about how fast, and Arnold Allen was fast, but think about how fast Max Holloway is. Think about how fast Cater is. Think about how fast Volkanovski yeah, Rodriguez. is. It's only, yeah, you're Rodriguez, a perfect example. Those guys are at a different level, like not, not a different level than Arnold Allen, but just the speed factor is going to, and they put the combinations together. Arnold Allen, to me, is not a top-level stand-up guy, whereas Hooker kind of is, should be considered one. It didn't look like one tonight. The speed was such a factor that he had no answer for it. I just don't want to see him here at 45 because I just don't. I want him to have a longer career. I like the kid a lot, so you gotta that's my one takeaway from tonight. You, know, you got to figure. And what was it? Four or five fights ago, Dan Hooker went five rounds with Dustin Poirier, five yeah. rounds, and he was winning the first two. Yep. You know, and so yep. this is like, like we know the guy can fight, but yeah. speed is a hard thing to deal with when you cannot combat that speed, and it's 
you're getting hit without actually seeing it coming mm-hmm. problems and i think that's no, what's happening yeah and like i said the confidence i like when you when fighters start changing camps it's because something's wrong with their confidence when when fighters start changing weight classes something's wrong with their confidence yeah and so it, that's normally when if you're gonna go up in weight it's like, okay that's more of a challenge you never hear a fighter say i'm gonna go up and wait uh, because I feel like I feel like I can be champion there. It's like like they're challenging themselves to be a champion in there. I don't Going know. Colby Covington's like, doing that now. <laughs> it, I'm not gonna say anything. We get all the Colby haters in our comment section. You guys ruined our comment section for two weeks straight. Gosh. All right. Anyways, hey Dave, uh, podcast Dave, take us into some news, buddy. That's our coverage for the UFC uh, <laughs> card in London. Great work. Well, I do think uh, John points. wants to give a quick little uh, highlight of the. All um, right, quick little. Match. There's nothing quick, little. About there was this, nothing this quick, thing. and there was nothing little about uh, the boxing match that took place in Dubai between Hafthor Bjornsson and Eddie Hall, the heaviest heavyweight fight of all time, the biggest of the big. But look, I got to say this: both these guys come from the world of strongman. Both of them are unbelievable athletes. If you're going to look at strongman competitions are not easy things. They are tough. And for both of these guys to put on boxing gloves and learn how to box, because you could tell, especially I've watched half Thor box several times. He boxed against a guy that I enjoy watching as an arm wrestler in Devin Larat. And, uh, he showed that, look, he took it serious and he learned how to box He's got a good jab. He's got a beautiful cross that he throws. He's he's southpaw, so his jab is his right hand, straight left down the middle, and he doesn't he doesn't vary from the basics. But he's got good basic footwork. He's got a good basic jab. He needs to throw it with a little more authority at times, and he's got a beautiful left straight cross down the middle. Mm-hmm. And the guy has learned how to actually box. Now is he a, gonna you know, is he gonna make a a splash in the world of boxing? No. But he doesn't have to. He had to fight a guy that he had had words with and bad feelings about from the World's Strongest Man competition all the way back in 2017. And they settled it. They they went and they boxed. And it was actually, I'm going to say, for two guys that are not boxers, it was pretty impressive. Eddie started, he started off well. He started off well, Josh. He was actually, you know, keeping a little bit of head movement in there. He's, th- he's trying to knock half Thor out with one shot. Mm-hmm. You, we know what usually happens when that when you're doing that. Yeah. Normally, it's not going to happen. Out. But he did. He look. He knocked him down. Knocked him into the where the ropes held him up. The referee called it a knockdown. It was uh, absolutely the right call. Uh, didn't hurt him enough to cause Bjornsson a problem. Ended up kind of knocking him down. And next time, but they called it a slip. Um, it was kind of a push. He got knocked down twice, and the, and the second one that he got knocked down, it was a good shot. He took a which big one, shot. Which down. one played uh, in Game of Thrones? Hafthor Bjornsson was the mountain. He was the guy in Game of Thrones. Eddie Hall. So he's the one that won. Yeah. Eddie Hall was Eddie Hall was the first guy that ever deadlifted 500 kilograms. Okay, you're talking, that's 1,100 pounds. Jeez. Okay? Eddie Hall was the strongest man on the planet for a certain uh, point, you know, there's there's all kinds of things between the two because Bjornsson, Hafthor Bjornsson, the mountain, has won more probably strongman contests than anyone. He he would win the strongman Europe, all the different ones there was. 
Eddie Hall basically liked to do the world's strongest man. And that, that's the one he would focus on. He won it in 2017, but they're both great, you know, athletes as far as that world. But Bjornsson has really shown that I give him credit, man. This is a guy that went from 420 some pounds down to 320 some. He looks fantastic. And for a big guy kind of has speed in his hands. You know, I was very impressed every time that I've watched him box. He, he took to the craft and learned it. And that's what I wanted to see. I like when a guy actually goes out and learns, doesn't think I know how to fight, which we see all the time when guys go out there and they look stupid. He actually learned the craft and way to yeah, go. Just dude. Watch you, a thriller event. That's exactly oh, what Oh, Jesus. Like. Congratulations on, on a nice win because you deserved it. Um, This is podcast. Dave, are you hearing this? This I'm is big say. John's WWE. See, <laughs> <laughs> it might be. There you go. Big John loves yeah. these big guys and the strong man stuff. Big John used to be a big, big John. <laughs> Remember yeah. the days? He used to be. Um, where does he go from here, man? Where does uh, where does Thor go from here? Does he end up fighting Pujanowski? Does he fight Jake Paul? Come on, you, you know that's, his next opponent. It, dude, Jake Paul wants no Jake part Paul. of it. <laughs> man, Jake uh, Paul would be like, look at the size of that son bitch. You know, you got to figure Bjornsson is still he's six foot nine. He's Jeez. he weighed he weighed in at I want to say, 150 some kilograms or something like that. So you're talking yeah. 137 is 300 pounds. Yeah. Okay, you're talking about a guy that weighed in at 325 30 pounds, and he's in shape. He'll go the he'll go the six. He went the six rounds without breathing hard. Mm. You know he'll go the eight rounds without breathing hard. The guy, he is dedicated. He has switched from one sport into that's another hard. one because that's what he's doing. It, it, it's one of those, not I think, yeah, it's not easy, but I think what really happened with him is I think he attained everything that he could mm -hmm. attain in that and he got bored. And then yeah. it was like, you know, going to the gym wasn't the same thing for him. Mm -hmm. And he found this and he fell in love with the boxing part. And now he's, he's happy going back in the gym and he's got something to work at. And so that's I great. Him and Pujanowski would be a good one. That would be a good one. Would That'd it be, be in Pujanowski boxing or would it be an MMA? Maybe you do one of each. I'd like to see it. Maybe do see one this of each. is Charlie. my WWE. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you can do what remember, you can do what they did in it was it Pride? What they did with uh, Bob Sapp. One round kickboxing. Oh no, that was one K1. Round, I just, was there. In K1, it just yeah, takes forever to get the gloves off. <laughs> oh god, that was great. <laughs> He's like, no, no, Bob the glove doesn't fit anymore. No, it it's too, it's too small. His it's hand was. Small. I've never seen a guy <laughs> put a glove on splaying his fingers like that. <laughs> He's like, no, no, it won't fit. It won't fit. It doesn't fit. It was just you on like, your hand three minutes ago. <laughs> you got, you've got three Japanese people trying to put three Japanese guys trying to put the glove on him. He's like, no, no, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. Wrong glove. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. Fucking Bob Sapp. He's great. Guy. Oh man. Well, John, we just spent we just spent I don't know 15 minutes talking about how speed kills. You're telling me Jake Paul doesn't have a chance against this guy? Come on. <laughs> Oh, you're going to hear all the Jake Paul haters. Go ahead. Out. I, dude, oh, here. The, you know, the, the funny part is, you know, I'm always saying that Jake is fighting guys that are, like, they're smaller than him. Yeah. Well, Jake, you want to impress the fuck out of me? There's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's the guy right there. There's the guy. Awesome. All right, Dave, what else you got? All right, let's hop into this next story, man. This one was a, a little bit of an interesting one from Nate Diaz, who's been trying to supposedly get that last fight, but can't <laughs> seem to strike a deal with the UFC on it. Um, 
So Nate just, you know, being Nate Diaz, just comes out and says, I'm trying to go on this Bellator card in April with my boy Yancey in Hawaii. <laughs> What's up with Bellator? <laughs> <laughs> All right, for everyone out there, I didn't know, and I'm sure you don't know, but using the incognito mode on your computer does not help with your privacy at all it is bad that's right without having added security all of those people out there those hackers the advertisers all of them will have your isp and their prying eyes will be on what you are looking at on your computer that's why i and my man josh thompson use ip vanish vpn to make it truly safe and private of what we are looking at on the internet you don't want people being able to see what you're looking at to be able to put advertisements out. You ever been there where you all of a sudden you're typing something in and all of a sudden something pops up. There's a reason why they're looking at what you're looking at and they're trying to use that information to gain money in their direction. Do not let them do it. You can use IP vanish and unlimited devices, your computers, your tablets, your phones, even your Fire Stick. That's a big thing for a lot of people at home that have kids, right? That watch Fire Stick all day long. Make sure that you guys use your IP Vantage. IP Vantage is offering an incredible 70% off of their yearly plan. Listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. John, 30 days back guarantee. That's big time right there. 70% off when you guys use our promo code. IPVanish.com. Wayne in and use promotion code Wayne in. And claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com. Wayne in. You hear that? I heard that. It's super easy to use. One tap of a button and you are instantly protected. This is the system that you need to protect you and your family from those prying eyes. Yeah, he, he, ain't, he ain't coming to Bellator. <laughs> Even after his contract's over, he ain't no, coming to Bellator. No, he's not. I mean, I'm sure but I, Coco I, I would lo love to I have love him, the like it, this is Nate pushing buttons. Oh yeah, that's what that's that's what it is. Nate's going, uh, and look, this is Yancey Maderos. That is one of his friends. That is a guy that he trains with. That's a guy that he really respects. And look, Yancey Maderos in this fight. I'm going to be honest. I think Bellator is crazy for this fight. Yeah. Okay, Yancey Maderos is a guy. If you go back and check his record, and you know Josh, like he fought yep. in Strike Force. He was a middleweight. Yeah, when he fought in Strike Force, came into yeah. the UFC, fought at welterweight, fought at lightweight, and now they're putting him against a featherweight in Emmanuel Sanchez. And you look and you go, really? Because he, dude, Yancey Maduro's a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, he he's is. a tough his, fighter. His fight with Cowboy was one of the oh. most epic. Uh, Oliveira, Alex Oliveira, Alex, that yeah. Cowboy, not the yep. other Cowboy. <laughs> that fight was just a barn burner of a fight, man. Just. A absolute slobber knocker, oh, or whatever you want. Go to call say it. that again. Slobber, slobber knocker. knocker. I finally got yes. it right. <laughs> yes, but it was it was a it, you know that was a great fight. Mayo Sanchez is not a big guy. No, he's not. And he's not. I've been. I've stood around Yancey. He's tall. He's oh, a little yeah. bit long. You know, he's a little long. I wouldn't say he's tall, long, and lanky, but he's close. You know, but him being at fifty five and then him fighting a man, man's was tiny. A man was tiny. He's not a big guy. Well, he could probably make thirty five. Speed. Sean. I will say, I think Emmanuel's yeah got a little speed advantage on him, but but he's got no power. That's a tough fight. A man doesn't have a lot of power. We'll see what happens. But I mean, I love the fact that Nate comes out and says, "I want to be wow. on that card with my boy." <laughs> this is Nate going. He's trying to get pushing, a free trip to Hawaii. Pushing that button, baby. <laughs> he's trying to get a free trip to Hawaii. Smart play uh, by Nate.
Good job, Nate. Oh, that's great. Oh, next. All right, next story. Um, Dana White said in an interview that he is probably going to do an interim heavyweight title. We'll probably see that while um, Francis is out with uh, the surgery. So, interesting point. We talked about it on weighing interjection. Is Tom Aspinall going to get the title shot? Or does John Jones and Stipe get the title shot? Um, we do have in our other our, our story that he talks about John Jones uh, in heavyweight this year, and that's a fight he really wants. So, mm-hmm. what, what do we see from a heavyweight division while Francis pull, is out? Pull up the heavyweights. The brackets. I mean, not the brackets, but the rankings. If you pull up the rankings and you see, like, so now Aspinall is obviously going to jump up probably, what, to six, five, yeah, wherever Volkov was, six. So he'll probably jump up in there somewhere. You have Derek Lewis. You've got Curtis Blades, who fights next weekend. Um, Blades is fighting who? Who's Blades fighting? Dacus. So I think the winner of that fight probably puts himself somewhere in that conversation as well. And then you've got uh, Tuavasa, and you've got Stipe and Cyril gone. I would imagine it's probably going to be gone versus either John Jones uh, or it's going to be Stipe versus John Jones. I can't imagine it being Aspinall. It's not going to be Aspinall right now. Aspinall is going to take, take another probably one or two fights before he gets to a title shot. That's what I look at. Can you put can you put Cyril gone in an interim title shot since he just had an interim title shot when he – fought Derek Lewis and won and then lost to Ngano. And so we'll say that he wins. Now he's your interim champion again. Does that look good? Yeah, but they're still trying to get that deal done with Francis, right? They don't even know if Francis is going to be back. I'm not saying they do know, but that my, that's yeah. my point. Can you put Cyril Gunn in a position to win that interim title again, or do you just automatically say, man, let's try to get Stipe against John Jones? Yeah, I think title. the Stipe versus John Jones is the better fight. But but either way, neither one of those guys is beating John Jones. <laughs> I don't I don't think so either. So it really comes down to whether John Jones is going to be there or not. Yep. That's it. Like that's what it comes down to. Now, if, let's just say John Jones is out of the equation. Then what do we have? We've got Cyril gone, you got Stipe, you got Tuivasa, and now you got Aspinall kind of creeping up in there. You got Derek Lewis who they're not I don't think they're too happy with right now in terms of his performances. And you've got Curtis Blades. If Blades beats Dawkins, that keeps him kind of where he's at. And Blades can fight any of those guys, you know? <coughs> I'd like to see Gone and uh and Curtis Blades and Aspinall and Tuavasa. I, I, is Stipe even still fighting? I don't know. That's the question. I don't know. You know, is he someone tell me he, he's gonna go to full time being a firefighter? Now. He already did. I think he got sworn in, yeah. He already did. So it kind of feel like his career's done. Maybe it is. You know. You know, if it is, hey, he's got nothing to look back on and be sorry about. Great. He's been fantastic. Great. Yeah, great. But you do, you do got to look and – when's the last time John Jones fought? Was it 2019? 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Yep. <sighs> he fought – he fought – Henry Cejudo fought more recently than him. It was 2020. It was right before pandemic. Was it 2020? Okay, but it was, it was – but Henry Cejudo has a fight after him. So he fought in March of 2020? Uh, February. Yeah, February. No, I'm saying John Jones fought in February. Did Cejudo <laughs> fight in March or May or something Excuse like that? Me. I don't know. I just looking. You talk about a, a career that's just time is. He's got nothing but, you know, wins on that career, basically. And time is just wasting away with him not fighting. 
and you will never get that back. You can't buy that time back. So this is going to be a tough one. And I, I'm trying to talk right now because you're dying. And if you're going to die, I'm going to call 911 right now. <laughs> Got some water down the wrong pipe. Uh, oh, man. Uh. All right. Uh, what else you got for us? All right. Uh, hopping on this next story, uh, Conor McGregor comes out and talks about going up to 170 and saying three knockouts, three world titles, three weights going up. Wow. Um, and Dana White, so f- just coincidentally, I want to add this. Um, I don't have the article here, but Dana White did come out and say that he quite likes the idea of Conor going up and fighting a 170. But f- but at this, in the same breath, he was on Logan Paul's podcast and he basically said no to the Logan Paul fight against Conor at 170 because Conor's weight class isn't 170. So it's just <clears> funny. <throat> that contradiction is just very interesting. Well, I think he was talking about the Jake Paul versus So Yes, yeah, so Jake Paul, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. come on you think <laughs> Dana's gonna say what Dana's gonna say and, and you know if it, if it can make him money he's good and if it's not gonna do anything for him he's like I don't that, that's a stupid fight I think <clears throat> if you look at this is this a fight that Dana would put on yeah it'll make him money you know don't be don't be surprised if you if you see Conor McGregor coming up against all of a sudden he's going to be put in a title fight against Camaro. You know, I think the Leon Edwards fight needs to happen. I think that yeah. that will happen before you ever see Connor against Camaro. But if Camaro gets past Leon Edwards, who do you have? Bring up that list real quick. If he gets past Leon, there's only really Vicente Luque. Vicente he hasn't Luque. fought. Yeah. Yeah. And other than that, I guess he hasn't fought Bilal Muhammad, but Stylistically, that's not a good fight for Bilal Muhammad. No, it's not, because Bilal lives off of wrestling. <clears throat> the number one thing would be Chimaev. That's it. Yep. The rest of them, and maybe Sean Brady. Yep. <clears throat> you know, because, yeah. I mean, in terms of Usman's going to have to stand with Sean Brady. Sean Brady is going to have a hard time probably getting him down. But on the ground, Sean Brady is better than him in jiu-jitsu-wise. Yep. But we, we've seen Usman deal with people that are good on the ground yep. with, no, with no problem. Yep. <clears throat> so... You know, and Sean Sean's got decent stand up. You know, so the two of them uh, end up probably having to stand. So let me ask let me ask you a question here, and uh, you know I love Sean Brady. If you're Dana and you're going, let's see, I can put Conor McGregor against Usman, or I can put Sean Brady against Usman. Which one's going to make you more money? The people that are laughing all the way to the bank is Ali, who's the manager of Usman, okay, (laughs) and Dana White. Conor McGregor has single handedly made almost every single one of Ali's fighters. Millionaires. That's why and Ali loves him. Ali's like, yeah, come on, keep talking, buddy, keep talking, keep fighting my guys. Yeah. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Like, you want Usman? <laughs> Let me sign that up. No problems. <clears throat> I think it's very well played by a manager. <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, Usman, Khabib. I mean, even even uh, there's been talk like you know what's it called? Connor said some shit about is Islam. He's like, yeah, come anytime, buddy. I got it for you. Send me location. <laughs> oh man, he's just gonna keep making these guys money. Hey, you know, look at <clears throat> all right. You cannot blame the UFC or Dana for saying, "Yeah, I'll make that fight." It's gonna make him money. People are gonna buy yeah. it, yeah, and it's because of Connor. People will <sighs> buy Connor. It gets to a point though where you're starting to kind of lose a little credibility. I Not agree so with Connor you. As the he's got to get a win, credibility. Yeah, he's got to get a win. 
He's got to get a win at 70, though. Yeah. Not, not just a win. No, no. He's got to get a win at 70. Absolutely. That's why I think it should be him and Nate. Him and Nate will fight at 70, you know, and uh, then if he beats if he beats Nate, Nate rides off into the sunset for his last fight with a paycheck and then goes and fights probably Jake Paul. And then Usman gets the fight that he wants with Connor, and the UFC gets double pay for the two big fights. Kind of a win-win for everyone. Look at what you're doing. Look at what you're doing. Fans will clamor to that. Uh, Look at what you're doing there. To that fight. Yeah, I know. I'm trying. The prognosticator, trying. the matchmaker, Josh Thompson. Yeah, I can do it all. <laughs> uh, Dave, you got anything else for us? Yeah, so we've got a couple more. We're just getting right here. Um, and talking about Kamara Usman, Dana White uh, says he does not want the Kamara Usman versus Canelo Alvarez boxing match. Um, so just, you know, more interesting quotes where he just – he basically said, like, um, he doesn't, like, all these fighters come out and they think that all these boxing crossover fights are going to sell, like, McGregor Mayweather, and they're just not. And he uses the um, example. What was the last one that did 65,000 buys? Was it Woodley? Jake, Jake Paul? Paul Woodley. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> This one would do more than 65,000 buys. But yeah. I agree with Dana. Dana's not. He, if Dana thought that was a good fight for his guy, he would do it. Because yeah. it would make money. He just knows. Look, let's be honest. I'm not in any fashion trying to put Kamara Usman down in any way. He's a fantastic champion. He's a fantastic MMA fighter. And he will get smoked in a boxing match with Canelo. Smoked. Just telling you. Yeah, not even close. No. I, I like. <clears throat> I love Usman as a fighter. Yep. Usman did what Usman's supposed to do. He's supposed to say that I'm going to beat him. I'm going to knock him out. Yep. That's what he says. Yes. And, that, and Ali, as a manager of that fighter, of said fighter, should be saying the same shit. <clears throat> Dana White being the promoter of said fighter. Okay. And Usman, basically, no, I'm not doing that because it will make my guy look bad. Yes. That's why that fight will not happen. You know, um, <clears throat> I think there are too many people have taken like, oh, well, Connor and Mayweather. You guys... It was an anomaly. It had never been done before. Like, it's one of those things that people were just like, they clamored to it. That that's The, the excitement around Connor at the time was just un, unparalleled. No one else had ever done that. Usman doesn't have that same type of excitement around him. That's right. Canelo also, it, like, Canelo is not, like, with, with Mayweather. I feel like Mayweather's going to, I think he, I almost feel like Mayweather bet on himself to win in the 10th round because he did that <laughs> fight all the way up until the 10th round. Yeah. Whereas Canelo, he's gonna put it on him. Yep. He's gonna be like, nope. He's not. He's not one of those guys, man. You see the way he is now in his pressers. Now that he's matured and he's gotten older, and he knows how fucking good he is. Yep. He's like, get out of here, you motherfucker, motherfucker for <laughs> motherfucker. everything. Reminds me of uh, the the Pitbull brothers, oh, Chucky yeah. and Patricio. Oh, yeah. Everything is fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, if they don't like it, they, I fucking love them. Everything is fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Like the, uh, and Canelo, everything is motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Canelo as a boxer is fantastic. Jeez, He's fantastic. The guy is so good now. And uh, again, nothing against Usman. Here, Usman, if it was an MMA fight, Usman would smoke Canelo. He would take him off his feet and he would beat the piss out of him. Yeah, it's not an MMA fight. It's boxing. You're crossing over into another man's sport, and you are going to pay. 
It's not the right thing to do. It's not a smart thing. And that's why I agree with Dana. Nope, that's a horrible fight. Yeah. All right, next. I think we'll wrap up on that. I mean, there's a lot there was a lot to squeeze into that. Um and I think we got a lot of it. Squeeze into what? We're squeezing. Squeeze squeeze we squeezed a lot in after that UFC London oh, as okay. far as good goodness <clears throat> content. So we'll call it there. All right. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap this up. So we gave you guys an hour and a half of good content. You guys now I know you guys love it. Giving it the clap, the golf clap. All right, guys, go to go to WayneInPodcast.com. I'm like delirious, I think. Boy. Not enough sleep. Yeah. Something, man. I think it's the WayneInPodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch available there. Look, on the fans' request, we podcast Dave delivered with hindsight is 50-50. That shirt is up and available for you guys. Dave, we got to try to get that thing done up on the black. So make the white, make the hindsight 50-50 and white. Let's try and do that on a black. You said your oh, eyes yeah, are going to yeah, look funky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get that on with the new oh. and still shirt coming out on Wednesday. We'll have those two. Alrighty, up. alrighty. Oh, and still is coming out. I was gonna announce it then on Tuesday, but you just did. So hey, the new and still <laughs> shirt is coming out on the midweek show. So guys, check out our WayneInPodcast.com for merch and uh, let us know what you guys think. John, take us away. Yeah. Everybody out there, hope you had as much fun watching the UFC from London, watching. The biggest heavyweight boxing match of all time with Half Thor Bjornsson against Eddie Hall. And for everyone out there, do something good for your friends. Do something good for your family. Be nice, and we will see you.